0: Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Gordon, let's not waste any time. Let's talk a little college football out to the Sprint. Special guest line we go. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us, of course, longtime college football writer. He writes for The Athletic. He's also a reporter for Fox Sports. And he's going to be on the sidelines for uh, this weekend's Washington-Utah game, of course. he is the one and only Bruce Feldman with us on the big show. Bruce, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, guys. Good to be on with
2: you, Bruce. I think Jake just called you old or something. Is that what I you know?
1: Mean? That's what I heard too. That's what I heard too. <laughs> I, 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 I should have gone it, with. It is what it is.
2: With with spry
0: but legendary, <laughs> Bruce felt. with that so, would so, better all the way around? <laughs> that's good. Well, Bruce, we are super excited to have you on today. So thank you uh, very much for joining us. And hey, give us the tale of the tape as you see it right now. Utah, Washington.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. This is a fun matchup just because you got Jimmy Lake's defense which has been really good. It's young and it had a lot of guys to replace, but especially on the back end is good. And I just think obviously Zach Moss is one of the best running backs in the country. And then you have how well Huntley is playing and he's really much improved from last year. And he was he was good before, but I just think he's really elevated his game and just from looking at it a lot closer this week. Not only his numbers are up, but his numbers in some really critical areas that a lot of the NFL personnel people I know focus in on, which is how, how does a quarterback play on the road? How does a quarterback play on third down? How does a quarterback play in the fourth quarter of games? Everywhere you look, Tyler Huntley is even better in those in those categories. So um, I think we got as good a game as you're going to see this weekend, and I can't wait. We did this game, these two teams – uh, last year was as physical a game as, as I've seen, doing sidelines, just being out there on the field. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what kind of environment that we get at Husky Stadium.
2: Bruce, what do you think of uh, of that Utah defense? Because we're used to seeing quality defenses in that program, but this year's group seems to be something special.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, they're so, they're so physical up front and so gifted. And deep, and I think that that's the part, you know, talking back to uh, talking back to Kyle Whittingham. I want to say late in the summer, he thought it was going to be the best line he's ever had, and you see what this group has done, how much havoc they can cause. Um, you know, and that's going to be a big challenge on the other side for Jacob Eason. You know, we talks about as big as arm is, and he's six six, and he's really done some good things in his first year and, uh, since transferring in from georgia but that's a tough defense he's they're going to be on him the whole night if the pass protection is not really buttoned up it could be a problem and it's it's the thing where he's done a good job without turning the ball over but i think this is about as tough a group as he's going to face
0: bruce not many coaches have Kyle Whittingham's number. He's a, he's a great coach, and he's won uh, a ton of games over the years, obviously. But Chris Peterson, Witt's only one in six, I believe, uh, against him in their careers at Boise State and then at Washington. What makes Chris Peterson so great?
1: I think there's a lot of things. First of all, I think there is – like I'm trying to get this straight in my head, the macro versus the micro. But I think what makes him really so good, I think, is because of the character guys he recruits. Necessarily to what he's trying to build them and develop them and I think what helps him is he develops players and I think he develops players as he develops people and those kids who come in there and this is you know having talked to a lot of kids who played for him and have heard his big picture message I don't think you know and this is a credit I think to Chris Peterson he is not shy about about talking about things beyond football to build relationships and develop them and yeah that I think helps him as people but I do think it helps him as football players and they play hard for him I mean that's a big thing I think he's really had some smart evaluations you can look at Kellen Moore getting him to Boise when you know a lot of people looked at him physically and were like hey, he doesn't look like a big time college quarterback and he had one of the greatest careers of any college quarterback and you see it uh, in some other guys he's had Ben Burke was a guy in Stanford's backyard a good student ran well a lot of other people saw him as a low three-star kid he was a tackling machine for Washington so I think he's very good in the evaluation and he's very good in the development piece and as that's gone on at Washington I mean there are kids there that see they're at out NFL players and I think that's only helped them get in more homes so I, I, I think it's just really how good he is to get kids ready to play on Saturday and that's that's as that's as important as anything if not more important than any any scheme related thing
2: bruce you talked about uh, the utah offense and the defense and obviously they're chasing sc for that loss that they had at the coliseum but based on what you've seen of them as an entire program this particular year how good are they relative to the national competition
1: you know, I think they they can play with anybody because they're so physical, especially on the D line. And I think their O line, you know, would continue to get better. And The parts that I think is the big challenge for them, you know, when you saw them. The best thing USC has is is big athletic receivers, and they were able to take that game over. Our crew did that Friday night game at the Coliseum. The Matt Fink, the third string quarterback, gave them a chance to to make plays, and I think that kind of played into USC's hands a little bit. But in terms of what Utah is, let's start with great defensive line, terrific running back, really talented, tough kid playing at quarterback. Those are are, are really good, good ingredients to a top 10 team. Then you take just in terms of the toughness that you get in the Kyle Whittingham program. I think we've seen them have great special teams over the years. I mean, I think they could play with anybody now. Could they go beat Clemson? Could they go go beat LSU? Could they go beat a team like Ohio State? I think they'd be underdogs, but it, it'd be incumbent on that D line if you get pressure on a quarterback and they can do that. You know, that's when you get turnovers. That's when you get mistakes. Then you have like literally a, a puncher's chance to win it, and they are going to be physical with Zach Moss. So, you know, I, I wouldn't. Expect them to get blown out by anybody, just because you can't underestimate how how tough they can be up front, and that changes a lot of games.
0: Bruce Feldman is with us. He's going to be at the Utah Washington game for uh, Fox this weekend. And you mentioned, or you talked a little bit about Tyler Huntley, and here in the state, Bruce, uh, we've got two quarterbacks that often get compared with, with Tyler Huntley and Jordan Love because they're both good players and, and both coaches, or excuse me, both players got new offensive coordinators this year and Jordan Love, and I'm not saying it's all the, the coordinator's issue because it's not, but but Jordan Love has struggled a little bit this year whereas Tyler Huntley has really flourished under Andy Ludwig. Talk about Coach Ludwig's tutelage and, and, and how that has clicked because it appears that Tyler Huntley has really improved.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you know it helps that Kyle kind of Whittingham has worked with with Andy before there was a lot of familiarity and I think it also helps that you have in one regard a guy okay there's a coordinator shift in the other regard for Jordan Love you know because I think Mike Sanford's done some really good work with with other quarterbacks in the past but I think it's a whole program change that that Jordan Love is dealing with whereas whereas for Tyler I think a lot of the pieces are still in place there so I don't think it's it's as as dramatic. And the other thing is, when you're a quarterback and you can turn around, you've got one of the best running backs in the country, and it's a guy you've known probably since you were a little kid. um, That's a security blanket, unlike anything that I think Jordan Love has at this point, you know, Utah State. So I think this. I, I get why there's some parallels, but I think there's some pretty big, significant differences too.
2: What's your evaluation of the Pac-12 uh, in its entirety this year, Bruce?
1: I think what you have is some, you know, I like. You know, we've done some, some, more, uh, some Oregon games. I think they're really good up front, and I think they're very athletic at all three levels of the defense, and, and Justin Herbert's a really talented quarterback. I think skill-wise, they're a little bit lacking, whereas they don't have anything close to what USC has at receiver, and if you added that, I think they would be a true, you know, national title kind of contender. They don't have that, but I think they're they're a true top ten team. Uh, I think Washington is good. I don't understand how they lost to such a struggling Stanford team the way they did. Um, obviously, I have a ton of respect for Utah. And I think they are a top ten team. And then after that, like I think almost anybody can beat anybody. Whether you have Washington State with their pass game, Cal's defense, when their quarterback was healthy, Cal's defense was really good, and they were a tough out. I think you look at Colorado, at, uh, Colorado is very, very streaky and inconsistent where their offense can be dangerous at times with Steven Montez and those receivers, but they're really banged up and underband on, on, uh, on defense. I think you have teams like Arizona State who are, who are okay, but I'm not sure that they have – you know, I, I don't think they're top 25 teams. And so I, I look at it as I see three really good teams with the two we're going to have on Saturday in Seattle and also Oregon. And then you have a, a USC team that has plenty of talent, but it just has, they've had injuries and inconsistency. And I think it's hard because when your head coach is on the hot seat, as Clay Helton is, and to the degree he is, I think it's hard for those players, especially when you have young players and they're being led by a true freshman quarterback, I think that's hard for them to sustain a lot of things when you're constantly hearing all the chatter swirling around that place.
0: All eyes around here, Bruce, are going to be glued to Big Fox uh, this Saturday because not only do you guys have Utah-Washington, the game you're working on it too, the night game is Oregon going to USC. And these two games – could really decide what happens in the Pac-12 South. Give us kind of your thoughts on, on the Ducks going down to uh, take on the
1: Trojans. Yeah, USC, as I said, banged up. I think if <laughs> this is a game where I think a lot of people look and say, all right, well, as bad as USC has been or as underwhelming as they've been, they've been very tough in the Coliseum under Clay Helton for a while. And, you know, you, know, you can ask Utah that. I mean, that was a Friday night we were at that game where, they rose up and, and played a heck of a game. And I think they've played hard. I, I, I give them a lot of credit because I'm not sure how many teams in college football, and I think it's you can count them on one hand, would have been able to beat a team the caliber of Utah and then go to Seattle and beat, try to beat that team up there when you're playing with your third-string quarterback and also at that point when they played Seattle. Um, when they play Washington, were without the best defensive player, Talano Fonga. So I, they came back after a bye week and played Notre Dame hard. They hung in. They didn't win, but I think they were certainly put on a respectable performance. So I could see them giving Oregon all they can handle. Ultimately, I'm, I think the Ducks are mature enough to come out of there with a win, but it wouldn't at all surprise me if they got knocked off there because they had their hands full last week. against the the Washington State team that isn't even as good or at least as talented as what they're going to see on the road uh, in L.A. this weekend.
2: Bruce, you could probably uh, give an entire speech or write a whole book on this topic, but uh, your thoughts on the uh, likeness uh, situation with uh, NCAA athletes and how do you think it's going to turn out?
1: I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I know this from talking to some coaches that are very concerned that what the the kind of recruiting chaos that you had in the old Southwest Conference days of the likes of SMU and all that and all that that bunch that you could have that again only a lot of it now would be more legalized, and I think that scares coaches to death about knowing what. To come down the pipeline not even unintended unintended consequences some of these are intended consequences it's just you know how's the recruiting process going to be going to be um, played out and what are the things that come with that so i don't know the, to see a lot of the politicians wading into this i think a, a lot of times you see these statements you're like they sound and i'm not the right person to talk about politics here but i feel like All you see is a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to this kind of thing, and I think we saw evidence of that uh, in some tweets some politicians made the other day in the wake of it. Where it's like, what planet are these people living on? Where some of the comments they make just don't line up with reality in terms of how they do the rest of the rest of society. So um, I get why people are concerned about it. There's, to me, it's hard for the NCA to get in front of because. I think right now they're, they're, what they did in that statement the other day was basically say, okay, we got to address this, and that's what we're starting to do. I don't think for people who feel like, oh, I can't wait to get the, 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 the college football video game back, that's what means it's gone back. Who knows at this point? It's just these are, these are baby steps towards a, towards a sprint down a hill is what I feel like is coming.
0: Bruce, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Uh, should be a really fun game up there in Seattle, and we'll certainly be watching.
1: My pleasure, guys. Looking forward to it on Saturday.
0: Thanks, Bruce. Bruce Feldman uh, works for Fox. He also writes for The Athletic. Legendary and Spry. Yeah, how about you throwing me under the bus there at the very beginning oh, of the I'm interview? Just having a little fun. Bruce is somebody I greatly respect, and here my, my good friend Gordon just go right under the bus at the beginning <laughs> of the – just throw me right under there. No, I'm I'm kidding. He was he was terrific.
2: Yeah, I uh, it's hard to argue with anything he said.